Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and will get better. So I'm coming in with this message and I got some homework for you girls. And guys, too, if you're listening, you know, when I, okay, so let me just say this. I'm, I'm quite sure there's guys who listen to my podcast as well, but I predominantly speak to women. So guys, please don't feel, you know, slighted or feel bad um, if I say girls, because that's what I'm used to. So I love you guys and thank you, excuse me, for all the fellas who listen in. Please don't take offense to it at all. Switch roles as appropriate, Okay. Okay, so I'm coming in with my 21 questions. So I got some homework for y'all because, um, you know, people do ask me about my relationship and things like that. And from time to time, I do, you know, answer questions. And uh, if people see my partner and I out, you know, they ask us questions and things like that. And so, you know, we're private, but we don't mind sharing because our testimony and our story it's beautiful and you know it's hard to find true love um and especially in the way we found it right so if you listen to any of my podcasts I have mentioned this before that um I was very intentional about the next person that I would have in my life at this point because of all the things that I went through and because of the bad relationships and situationships, I can't call them relationships, situationships that I was in, they were very unhealthy and they were toxic. And there was no way I was going to come out of that to get back into another shitstorm. So I was very intentional. So believe it or not, even when I was going through the shitstorm that I was in, I already knew that that situation was over. It was just a matter of time. It was just a matter of how and when. But things played itself out and it happened, right? So um, I had wrote a list and I said, okay, these are the qualities that I, I, I'm looking for in the next person that I allow in my life. And I was not settling for anything less. And on the flip side, I wrote down a list of things that I wanted this person, whoever was coming into my life, the qualities that they that I wanted them to bring out in me um you know because I was so because of the situations that I was in before um it was draining it was you know it was just it was just bad I'm just gonna I'm not even gonna get into it but um I just wanted something healthy and I wanted somebody who was going to compliment me. Somebody who I could just be myself with. I didn't have to not change and become better. We all have to become better. There's no perfect person. But what I mean is I needed somebody in my life who was going to compliment me and vice versa. So I came up with 21 questions. And I'm, I'm quite sure there's something that I'm missing. And I probably will come in from time to time and do these questions. Um, but these are questions because whenever you come out of a situationship or relationship, however you term it, you realize that there's a lot of things that you don't know about yourself, about relationships, about life, about love, just so many different things. And when you become intentional, sometimes you have to put it on paper. 
Sometimes you have to write it out. Sometimes by you just doing that manifest the things that you want because you're using what you wrote out as a reminder. And that's what I did. So again, I wrote this list like a year prior to meeting my partner. And I forgot about the list. I I literally forgot about the list that I wrote. And then I met my partner. And from the first conversation that we had, I knew something was different about him. And I was like, what the heck is this? I said, okay. And then just like that, just like that in an instance, I remembered the list that I wrote. So I went back and I got the list that I wrote. And and I was like, okay, so as time was going by, I'm talking to him and, you know, I'm getting to know him and we're getting to know each other. My partner will tell you, I literally had a notebook and every time we spoke on the phone, I would ask him questions like it was like he was on an interview every day. <laughs> I kid you not. I had questions for him every day. Every now and then he would have questions for me. But I had so many questions for him. And he answered all of my questions in detail without getting upset, without getting frustrated, without being overwhelmed, without being annoyed, without saying like, damn, why is she asking me all these questions or, you know, looking flustered or looking like, all right, I'm, I can't, I don't want to, this is too much for me. He didn't do any of that. And like I said, this was every day. We did that for about the first three months, four months, practically. And when I say my partner checked off everything on my list, He checked off everything off of my list. And then all of the things that the qualities that I wanted him to bring out in me was coming out. And I was like, okay, this is the one. He's the one. This is the person who I'm going to marry. This is going to be my husband. Right? So I'm not saying that this is the end all be all. But what I'm saying is you have to be intentional. If you have been in several relationships and nothing has worked out and you find yourself picking the same partners, ending up in the same situations, dealing with the same, you can't continuously blame the other person. It's something about you. It's not time for you to do the work, for you to do the inner healing, for you to start figuring out what it is, figuring out the things that you need to change within you and for you to align you with your partner possibly your kingdom spouse possibly your person the person who's for you so let's go and I don't know why I just heard this question I'm from New York City if you don't already know I'm hearing 50 cents 21 questions maybe go back and listen to that song but I'm not going to sing it because my singing voice is not you know but anyway 50 cent, 21 questions. Let's go. What are your do's and don'ts? Don't let anybody make you feel bad about setting boundaries and having standards. Trust me, those boundaries and standards are for your protection. 
And if anyone gets frustrated with you or get mad with you because you have standards, you have a boundary, run. Those are red flags. Trust me, I know. Been there. What is a deal breaker? What is definite deal breaker? Is it no smoking? Is it no drugs? Is it no alcohol? Is it uh, no infidelity? What are your deal breakers? What is it that if you, that you was like, uh -uh, nope, this is not going to happen. I can't. You got to have deal breakers. How do you spend your time outside of work? Like, what do you do with your time? How are you using your time wisely? Are you spending it, you know, what, what are you doing with your time? What do you do when you're alone? That's a big one. Because a lot of people, they try to consume their time and their day doing things and just go, go, go. And they're busy doing other stuff for other people. And what do you do in your alone time for you? Like, what are you doing to foster your self-love and putting yourself first? Because that's important. What have you learned from your last relationship? Your last relationship should have taught you something about yourself and about the other person about whatever it is that transpired, you should have learned something. What did you learn about yourself after the breakup? What did you learn about yourself? Because again, every person that you encounter will come into your life to be a lesson or blessing. And it's up to you to discern what it is. Because if you don't, you're going to continuously make the same mistakes. So it's important that you figure it out. What will you do differently in a new connection? What will you do differently? What will you what necessary changes and adjustments have you made in your life? Now, I'm not saying that you hold the new person accountable for the past person because this is a whole complete different person. It's a whole complete different situation, scenario. Don't compare. Don't compare. The past is the past. The old relationship, the the one that you broke it off with or for or about, whatever. That's the past. What are you going to do differently in your new connection? You gotta, you can't bring that old baggage. Only thing you can do is release the baggage and learn the lesson. You see how that works? What qualities are you looking for in a partner? What qualities? And trust me when I say, the person that's for you it's probably the person that you, if you get on a bus, it might be the person that you see on the bus every day going to work. Might be somebody who you see in the grocery store. Might be somebody who you always run into at the post office. And you overlook them. You say, oh, hey, oh, hey, hi, you know. And you don't really, you know, see them in that way. Because here's the thing. Most people, most people... Depending on where you are in your life, that is the type of person you will date. 
if that makes sense. Right? Because you, you're thinking, oh, this person is not cute. This person don't have swag. This person don't drive this kind of car. This person is uh, kind of boring. This person, uh, you know, a lot of the times the things that we are attracted to is not what's good for us. You see how that works? The things that we look at and we want it so bad and it looks good, it, it feels good, it may smell good. It's not good for us. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, not good. So you have to step away from the illusion of a perfect partner. A per- you have to look a certain way. You have to be 6'10 or 6'8, 225, three, like whatever it is. Because here's the thing. I used to only date light-skinned men. That's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, that was my preference. I had a thing for light-skinned men. But the love of my life is dark-skinned. Not that I never dealt with dark-skinned men. I have. But that wasn't my preference. But when I tell you I don't play about mine, I don't play about mine. I love my chocolate chocolate, you know? But anyway, not, not about me. Let's go. How will these qualities complement who you are? Because that's what it is. When you're looking for a partner, somebody to share your life with, they have to complement you in some way, you know? The turkey and the cheese, the bread, the lettuce, the tomatoes, the loose oil and vinegar sauce that you put on it. It has to complement. Do you see what I'm saying? All of what, because I have a lot of, listen, I'm a whole lot. And it takes a whole lot to handle me. And I've never been in a situation or in a connection with somebody who I could completely be me. And, and 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 it be embraced you know like I said you know some days I'm laughing I'm joking I'm serious I'm this I'm that like you know my partner embraces all my different levels all my personalities <laughs> you know what I'm saying he embraces just like I embrace all his personalities and his quirkiness and we just fit and we just you know it just it works how will these qualities complement who you are Because if you have to change who you are in a relationship, then you're not really being your true authentic self. And they're not going to experience you on that level because you're hiding parts of yourself and vice versa. You have to find somebody who complements who you are. How long would you date somebody before considering a relationship? Because here's the thing. A lot of people get into relationships by default. You start seeing somebody for two, three months and it's like, okay, well, you don't really lay it out on a table. Oh, I'm into you. You're into me. We're dating. Okay, six months go by. Oh, you know, you don't really specify. You don't really make a clear you know you just assume oh we together we in a relationship oh well you know i'm with this person and then 
six months, a year down the line, you realize this person was still sleeping with two, three, four, five, ten other people. And you're like, wait a minute, we was in a relationship. You cut off everybody and every everything for this person, but that person didn't. And you wake up and you realize like, wait a minute, I'm in a whole relationship with you, but you still doing you. So put a timeline on it. Time frame. Okay, we're going to date in court. Listen, I'm all for it. If 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 I meet you and you tell me you seeing three other people, okay, give me that option. And let me know I'm seeing three other people. Because trust and believe, I'm going to be out there seeing probably five other people. And until you make a clear, informed, listen, I want to be exclusive. I just want me and you. I want to see where this things go, where this is going to go. I'm rocking with you. I'm feeling you. I like you. I want to get to know you. I want to pour into you. I want to date you, court you, whatever it is. Be clear about it. And don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Tell that person, listen, six months. I'm, I'm giving you six months. And if and if I see that this is not going anywhere, you know, it was fun while it lasted. But um, I'm going to have to keep it moving. Because men will, and I'm speaking in this, men will waste your time. Men will play games with you and string you along as long as they could. Trust me, I was in a situation where I was strung along for a long time. I have nothing to show for it. Absolutely nothing. But two children and, 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 and years of torment. I have nothing to show for it. But again, that was my mentality back then. I wasn't aware back then. What is your attachment style? How do you attach yourself to people? You know, and, and I don't mean attachment like clingy. But yeah, some people are clingy. Some people, you know, they don't really, you know, they want to be in a relationship, but they kind of have one foot in the door, one foot, one foot out the door. Like, what is your attachment style? These are things that you should know. Before you enter into a relationship. Because you can attach yourself to the wrong things. Trust me when I say. What is important to you in a relationship? The things that are important to you. Is it monogamy? Is it transparency? Is it being, you know, listen. If you want to have an open. See, here's the thing. People don't want to have these conversations, right? Because a lot of people can't handle these conversations. Now, if you meet a man and he says to you, you know, I'm dating, I'm not sure what I want to do, I'm not serious. Okay, don't sit around and wait for him to pick you and to choose you. Don't be a pick me. Okay, well, while you're dating and you're weighing your options, I'll be dating and weighing my option as well. If we're together, okay, cool. If you want to have an open relationship, an open relationship is just that an open relationship you can see who you want you can date who you want and i'm gonna be doing me and and when like i said when you are ready to be exclusive if you just want it to be but if i find out anything otherwise after the fact that's my deal breaker you see how that works you have to set up these and have these conversations and be clear about what you want and i did write that down what are your expectations but that's down at the bottom of the list you know, you, what are your expectations? 
What are you looking forward to in this relationship? What do you want out of this relationship? Where do you see it going? You know, as you get further and further into your relationship and getting to know this person, ask these questions. And trust me, if they fluff over and fluff over and they don't give you a clear, direct answer, it's all right. It's all right. Because what you do is you pay attention to their actions. And if their actions and their words are not aligning, that's your cue. Because they're playing games. (coughs) Most than likely, they don't have any intentions for you. And they're using you as a placeholder. Why are these things important to you? When you list to say, okay, I want somebody who's honest. Why are those things important to you? Because you have to understand why. Because you just don't say things just to say them. Why are these things important to you? And you need to specify to this person, listen, I don't want nobody wasting my time. My time is valuable to me. I could be doing X, Y, and Z. I don't have to be here with you playing mind games and playing footsies. So this is what, this is why my time is important. Like break it down. Break it down. Put it out there and let it be known. How do you handle conflict? That's a big one. Because not everybody knows how to handle conflict. A lot of people are immature they're childish they have tantrums rather than take accountability they will shake they will shift and blame and point the fingers and accuse and like they will go all the way up but without dealing with the issue at hand a lot of people want to argue they want to fight some people want to put their hands like a lot of people don't know how to handle conflict how do you handle conflict How do you communicate with yourself and others? Because a lot of the times, you know, we can feel certain things. And and rather than deal with them, we may shut down. And just, you know, try to avoid it just so that we won't have to communicate. That's not healthy. That is not healthy. If there's something going on in that situationship's relationship, it needs to be stated and known. Because when you don't speak or you don't speak up, you leave room for the unknown. You leave room for assumptions and act. You, you leave room for so many other things. And this is why you need to be able to communicate. How do you handle finances? That's important. That's important. Because some people are so unstable and they look for people who are stable look for people they prey on people who can finance them finance their living pay the rent pay all the bills while they do bare minimum trust me i've been there Uh, here's the question what are your expectations what do you what do you want out of the relationship what are you looking for What, what is the goal what is the purpose and if they don't answer it right then and there, this might be a question, you know, for, you know, maybe three months down the line or six months down the line. Because here's the thing, as they say, most men, quote unquote, know if they found the right woman or not, right? They know. They know who their wife is or they know when they found the woman for them, 
right? The same thing with a, a lot of, well, I'm guilty. I'm a woman. You know, we think that we found the right person, but in all actuality, you know, sometimes it don't work out that way because we see things from a, you know, a rose colored lens or whatever. But what I'm saying is a lot of men, as they say, well, they say that the woman knows if she's going to sleep with the man within the first five minutes of meeting him, which is true. I will admit that is true. But as for a man, I can't speak from a man's perspective. I have to ask my partner, maybe see what he, what his um, perspective is on that. But, um, you know, most men know when they found the one. They know. And so, you know, if, if they're stringing you along and they can't give you an answer or they can't, um, you know, define it or they can't, they're probably not that into you. They're, they're probably not. How do you deal with rejection? How do you deal with rejection? That's a big one because a lot of people don't want to be rejected. That's a hard pill to swallow because you know, in your, you know, listen, we all think highly of ourselves. I know I do, right? But I know that I'm just not a good fit for everybody. And I am not a good fit for everything. And you know, I, I, yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, I've, you know, talked to guys or whatever. And it just, you know, just didn't rub me the right way. And I probably didn't rub them the right way. It just wasn't a good fit. How do you deal with rejection? Everybody has been rejected at some point in their life. But again, sometimes that rejection is for your protection. What does healthy relationships look like or feel like? Have you ever experienced healthy relationships? And a lot of us have not. We have not seen healthy dynamics, a mother, the father, a household, family, you know, whatever it is, we have not seen healthy, loving, committed relationships. A lot of us have grown, we, you know, we grew up in very toxic and unhealthy, you know, environments with arguments, fights, cheating, lying, backstabbing, betraying. Like, that's not normal. That is not healthy. So it's hard to break those cycles when you don't know. This is why it's important to get in touch with who you are and what you are and what you want your relationship to look like, what you want it to feel like. You know, read books. You know, there's so many podcasters. There's so many, um, you know, YouTube and just all so much. A wealth of information is on the Internet that you can get this information. You know, you if you don't have money for therapy, I get it. A lot of people can't afford therapy or a lot of people can't afford counseling or having a life coach. I personally, I'm a life coach. A lot of people can't afford to pay that on a regular basis. I get it. So, you know, if you really want to do better and be better and understand, go buy books, read books, you know, get put these things into practice, apply it to your life. You are your biggest investment. And you can't have a healthy relationship if you don't know what it looks like and what it feels like. What is your ideal relationship? 
in your mind, what do you think a relationship should look like and feel like? Because not all relationships are the same. And they should not be the same. Once you go through a breakup and you experience the worst of the worst, you should put just you should be putting yourself in a position to build a better you, a stronger you, a more attractive you, um, a, a you that you know somebody who has also done the work will be attracted to you because they know that you have it together, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And I don't care physically because I'm sorry, my daughter from college, my daughter who's away at college, she called me in the middle of my podcast. She's been harassing me because she's trying to connect her information. So I had to interrupt my last podcast. Well, the the podcast. So here I go. So back to the questions. So what is the ideal relationship to you? And basically, you need to know, you know, you, you need to know what you want your relationship to look like, what you want it to feel like. And you find somebody who can complement those things. Because again, you want to, you know, when you allow somebody in your life, you're joining each other. So it's not about changing the other person. Now, the only thing that you should be changing is how you grow together, how you elevate together. Certain things, you may change them in a way, but it should be for the better. When I say change, I don't mean you want to change who they are. Because at the end of the day, people are going to be who they are. And they're coming with their baggage, they're coming with their traumas, they're coming with their issues and their wounds. And those are things that they need to address. And they need to heal before they are able to come into a healthy connection. And they have done the work and you have done the work. So now you both can come together and enhance each other's life. That's what I mean by change. If you're constantly fighting with somebody to change their ways and change their behaviors and listen, been there, done that, that shit don't work. They are not going to change unless they want to change. And if they don't change for you, you are not the one. Okay. Next question and last question. What qualities do you possess and how will they be beneficial to your partner? That's important. Because, you know, we always want to look at the other person, but sometimes we don't want to look at ourselves. Because we say, oh, well, I, you know, I, I'm, the, I'm, 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 the, I'm the prize. No, you should both be the prize. You should be lucky to have that person, and that person should be lucky and happy to have you. You both have to possess qualities that could enhance each other's lives and that relationship. In a relationship, there's no space for ego. We, this is a partnership. Two people come together to become one. And that's the beauty of it. And that's what makes a relationship grow and prosper and evolve. And 
whatever you have, you bring to that person. And whatever that person has, they bring to you. And you build from there. And this is why they say, where I am strong and you're weak, I'm going to build you up in that way. And where you're weak and I'm strong, we're going to, you know, this is what we do. We build each other up, not break each other down. If you are in a situation and you are feeling beat down and broken down, get out. You're in the wrong relationship. And lastly, this is just my personal note. Don't settle until all your boxes are checked off. You now have the blueprint. You have the guidelines. You have the rules and the regulations. Yeah, you can change some things. Yeah, you can tweak some things. But if you write down what you want, what's important to you, the things that matter, what you need in a relationship, there you go. You have your standards. You have your boundaries. You have, you know, you know. You have the tools, you have the keys, you have it. Those are the things that you just can't give away freely. Everybody should not have access to that. Make them work for it. Make them earn it. Make them prove why they should be in your life. If you are the prize, as you say you are, make them prove it. And make them prove it not by their words, but through their actions. So this is why you can ask the questions. And like I said, they may answer you. They may not answer you. But pay attention to their actions. And when their actions are showing you that they're not really into you, that they're not really feeling you, that they don't really want you, walk away. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time settling for something and someone that you know cannot give you and not capable of giving you what you want and what you need. You have all these amazing qualities. Why waste it? Give those qualities and all of your greatness and everything that you possess. Give it to somebody who deserves it. Somebody who really wants it. Someone who's going to come in and appreciate you for all of you. Don't settle. Trust me. You will save yourself a lot of time, headaches, problems, if you don't settle. So keep your list handy. Put it down. Put it down in a book. Pray over it. Manifest. You know, put it out into the atmosphere. Put it into the universe. Whatever it is that you got to do. And trust me, just continue to do the work. And your spouse, your kingdom spouse will find you. But pay attention, because like I said, you could probably pass them on the way to work, maybe in the hallway, maybe on a bus, maybe on a train, maybe at the supermarket. Who knows? Who knows? Don't limit yourself, but don't settle. So with that being said, wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.